What up, y'all? It's your girl, Willow Bean, and welcome to another episode of the New Teacher Bootcamp Podcast, where I am your host. This is going to be a safe space for new and veteran teachers to learn from my mistakes as educators, so let's get into it. First and foremost, this episode is sponsored by Sweets by Keep. If you're looking for something sweet, check out Keep. I can brag and brag and brag, but y'all know this week is Thanksgiving, so make sure y'all hit her up. Um, it might be a little too late by now, but you should have been listening weeks ago. <laughs> information will be in the description below so let's get into it this week we're talking about observation readiness and there are really only two types of observation um the first is informal so that's like a quick you know drive by the classroom unplanned pop-up visit right and then of course a formal observation is your principal coming to sit in the class for a long period of time. They reach out to you in advance. They get a copy of your lesson plan. They come to observe. So think about the difference between an informal and a formal observation uh, conducted by your administrators as dine in and carry out. So we dine in when we have a formal observation because they come to sit down for a long period of time. Informal, of course, is going to be carry out straight through the drive through in and out, right? Yeah, a couple of things you got to remember, regardless whether it's informal or formal, you want to make sure you have your lesson plans done. For me, I try to do about mm, maybe four or five lesson plans done. And I say that because when I do lesson plans, I do it for the whole entire like nine weeks because we get two weeks out, two weeks PE. So in a nine-week period, I might have five different lesson plans that cover a two-week period each. Four to five, five and a half. I don't know. Something like that. But at least four, right? And I'm covering different topics. So, like, right now we're in life skills. So, that'll go from second nine weeks to third nine weeks. And then we're going into, well, we did volleyball. So, probably handball. Something else and something else. I forgot off the top of my head. But anywho, when preparing for these observations, again, you definitely want to have your lesson plans in up to date so they know what they're viewing. A big thing for me is whether I'm in the classroom or the gym, I have my learning objectives posted. For example, when we're just teaching skills, um, all of my stuff is social emotional. I know that I have specific SOLs that can cover how to serve a volleyball, how to kick a, a kickball. I shoot a basketball, but when you have students who are unintentionally aggressive because, you know, they're dealing with, oh, well, I think this person did something on purpose or too much horse playing leads to fighting, you want to make sure we talk about social emotional stuff because it covers a lot. For example, when we're doing skills, um, my learning objective might look like I can demonstrate good sportsmanship while learning to play volleyball or if it's a summative week i can demonstrate good sportsmanship while participating in the volleyball tournament ideally we put the accountability back on the kids because at the beginning of each lesson we talk about what is good sportsmanship and what's bad sportsmanship we talk about both because it's essential. And I can remember my principal came to observe me doing flag football. He didn't understand initially when he came into the gym why I would put a social-emotional learning objective on the board until he saw the kids play. 
Now, I got a set of cousins. I think I told y'all last year, them jokers would go at it. Like, go at it. Everything was competitive. Everything was, I want to win. Oh, my team better than you. You trash. Like, it was constantly something. So, constant taunting, constant trash talk. And it really would take away from the fun of the activity. And by the end of my formal observation, he came to me at the end of class. He said, you know, I didn't understand why you put that up as a learning objective, but now I understand it gets really competitive in here. I say, yeah, and it sometimes takes away from the fun for the other kids. So I try to encourage everybody to use good sportsmanship. Even if you have played a sport for a while, you know, you are basically coaching people up to do better and you're celebrating a little victories. And my principal appreciated that because at the time we were dealing with fight culture and that has gradually decreased, thank God. But again, when we're talking about being observed, this is nothing to panic about. This is nothing to freak out about because my philosophy is if you're doing what you're supposed to do to begin with, when they come in, it's just like, oh, okay, come on in. Like I remember um, I was teaching kickball at the elementary level and I invite them to come on in. <laughs> I'll never forget one of my principals. She came in there and played kickball. The kids were just learning. And I tell you, she got up to bat and kicked a home run. The kids were all looking like, what's going on? What's happening? How is she scoring? Well, what are we supposed to do? Now, kickball is a very technical sport to learn because it's just like baseball because there's so many like little rules that you got to learn to be successful. But I'm like, yo, we grew up playing kickball. And for my students, it's just like, yo, like, uh, no, Coach Johnson, we're not doing this. <laughs> Another thing, though, when you have um, kids who are shy um, doing any of the sports, you want to celebrate them loudly so that they can be encouraged to do it again. Um, what I've noticed um, with any lesson that I teach, and this is whether you're being observed or not, I noticed that my shyer kids will go to the back of the line, kind of avoid the activity because they don't want to feel like they're inadequate. But for me, I celebrate all students, whether it's one good kick, one good hit, one good swing, one good shot, I celebrate it all because my job as their teacher is to motivate them. If we were talking about teacher styles, I'm more on the transformational side because I believe we all have the ability to be successful. We just got to figure out what we're successful at. We can be successful, as I tell my basketball girls, on the court and in the classroom, and it's going to look different. Like I may be a defensive specialist, and the only offensive skills I got are rebound, pullback. Or in the classroom, I might be really strong at math, and I might suck at history, but that's okay. I'm still getting A's and B's, and the reality is the same applies to you when you're being observed. There are going to be things as a teacher that you're really good at, and there are going to be things that you're not so good at. Regardless, you still put your best foot forward. You don't allow the pressure of, quote-unquote, being observed take you out of your element. I've competed as an athlete for years, and one of the biggest adrenaline rushes I would get is being at the free throw line at our rival school or doing the tournament and having to make that free throw and then glance at the crowd. <laughs> now, of course, that's my competitive nature, but the same applies to you. We don't back down from a challenge as a teacher because we are the impactors of the future. We set the standard for what's coming up for the next generation and whether we're being observed or not, we should still be able to perform with excellence. Now, I'm not gonna say I don't get nervous, 
because I do. I always will make a good impression on my principal, but that's not going to change how I teach in my class. I'm still going to fuss. I'm still going to tell people to sit down. I'm probably still going to tell them, please shut up or stop talking while I'm talking. But the biggest thing is how you teach and conduct your classroom is going to be the same whether your principal is there or not. I never forget when I was still working at an Italian restaurant, my manager would tell us like, oh, why general managers coming down, making sure we dot our I's, cross our T's, so on and so forth. But he also, you know, kind of hinted to if you've been doing your job like you're supposed to, when the general manager come down, it's not going to be a problem. And I appreciated hearing that because being observed by your administration team, you want to make sure that they are basically supportive of what you're doing. You know, um, teaching isn't easy because you have to deal with a bunch of different personalities. But at the same time, it is very rewarding when you get to see those outcomes of like it finally connecting in the kids and mine, you know what I'm saying? Like you're explaining something to them. They're like, Oh, uh-huh, I know how to do that. You know, it's very, you know what I'm saying? Inspirational really. So anyway, sorry to talk ahead. Um, um, <laughs> let's recap real quick. So when preparing for observation we call this observation readiness whether it's formal or informal you want to remember a couple quick things a informal observation is like getting carry out or going through the drive-through it's quick it's simple it's straight to the point they're probably checking for two or three things a formal observation is like dining in at a restaurant and they come and actually sit in your room they're taking out the menu which is your lesson plan and following along to see what you're doing whether it's formal or informal, definitely encourage whoever's observant to participate in the activity. Um, I mean, you really can't fake it. I mean, this is like, again, I hate to compare to sports, but I mean, it's just like if your coach is telling you like, hey, um, I need you to make sure that you're boxing out to get that rebound. They're going to critique you and tell you things you could do better, but it's not to say that you are a good teacher. As a new teacher, they're going to be, even as a veteran teacher, there's still things that I can learn. Like this year, I'm learning how to, um, what's it called? Restorative circles. We can talk about, and I do it a little differently in the gym, but we can talk about or review how we felt about doing the activity. If there's something going on, who went to the dance last week? There are things that they're going to critique you on, but don't take it personal. Okay. You got this. If all hearts and minds are clear, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to subscribe. And I'll see y'all next week.